0: It's the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast with your host, Paula Price. Taking on the issues, representing Jesus Christ, unapologetically truthful, taking on popular opinion, and now your host, Paula Price. Hi, I'm Paula Price, host and creator of Taking It On with Paula Price. This is my very first show, and I'm glad that you are joining me today. I've got exciting things to share, I've got wonderful things going for you, and most importantly, I'm going to show you what it is to take it on for God. Something great has just hit the planet, and you don't want to miss it. So what is taking it on? Let's talk about that. I mean, taking it on, what does that mean? What, is that, what does that look like in everyday life? What does it look like for somebody like me sitting in this seat? How about that? That's a good question. But I'm, I want to talk to you about it. Taking it on means just what it says. What's the it? You know, we had a production meeting once, and we went around about the it. Can you believe we went around with the two letter word called it? And so we went around with the word it. What is it? It is whatever topic we take on, whatever thing God wants to handle, whatever thing that's affecting the world today, we're going to take it on. And you're going to love it. And you know why you're going to love it? Because I'm not a preacher. And you're going to love it because you and I are just going to sit here and talk about things that are happening in the world today. Now, what are those things? Well, we're talking about, first of all, Bible. How many, did you know that we're trying to get rid of the Bible? Well, we almost thought we were trying to get rid of it. And now we have brand new disciplines and colleges and universities doing Bible for us. Now, think about the joke of that. Told us the Bible was outdated told us we were antiquated, told us we didn't fit, told us nobody wants to learn the word. The Bible is stupid. It's irrelevant. How many of you all have sermon tapes with that on them? Bibles are irrelevant. Well, if it's that irrelevant, why is it making a new comeback outside of Christianity? And why is it making a new comeback in the world? Now, what would make these same, you know, Sunday school children, parochial school children get all excited about the Bible? Or are they excited about the Bible? So that's one of the things we'll talk about. Yeah, I bet you think this show is about that. It's not. I'm just introducing some topics. We're going to talk about science. You know, Christians don't like science. My, here's something. Now, here's, I'm already going to endear myself to you because here's what I'm going to tell you. Do you know that there are people who believe that we're still in this? The, the earth is only 7,000 years old. Now, we've got rocks. We've got bones, we've got dirt, we've got level, multi-color, colored dirt. And yet, we as Christians are fighting and fending off with that antiquated uh, theory. Now, come on, let's get real. If you think about Adam to, let's just say Abraham, that's a lot longer than 7,000 years. Well, we're going to talk about that. Those are things we're going to cover. We're going to cover modern issues. Yes, we're even going to cover all of the things that make people angry with the church of Jesus Christ. Idolatry, adultery, immorality. It's going to be real saucy. So they, I talked to the network. They told me they put this little thing up there, you know, this little thing that said that the views of our not necessarily our views. I said, well, you're going to use that a lot because I'm going to do a lot with that. Now, so we're, we're going to handle that. We're going to handle family, trends, marriage. We're going to handle where Christianity is in the future of the world. And then we're going to find out where the future of the world is in Christ. We have hit a place, people, where folk don't like us. We're no longer the gemstone of creation. Everybody Now when we say, somebody says, God bless you, you have to figure out what God is blessing. Some people, you don't want them to say, God bless you, because it's probably not the God you serve serving. Things have changed. Christianity has to fight now. For its own place, a place that was once its own dominion, once its own province. We have to fight for the souls of humanity. We fight. We are in competition. You know, we, we had no competition. We were the only game in town. You want an afterlife? Go to church. You want a scripture? You want a Bible? Hey, go to church. You wanted to get saved? You wanted to get healed? You need some food, some clothes? Go to church. That is not today. And that's why taking it on is here right now, because I want you to know what is the new landscape. What is the new frontier of the church? What is our new frontier? What are we going after? Where do we fit? Many of you all went to colleges and universities that talked you out of your Christianity. And you know how they did it? Well, you know, I mean, Jesus isn't the only game in town. Christianity is not the only game in town. Well, you know, other gods have creation stories and other gods have flood stories and other gods have. Yeah, we know that. I understand that. They had them before Jesus came. But who is telling you the difference between the stories and the difference between the stories is what's going to give you power? I often say and teach, you. know, I've been around for a while, I'll tell you in a minute about what I do, but I often say, Christianity is the only faith that didn't grow on earth. We are not earth grown. We are not earth bound. But we've lost our way. And we've lost our way because we've lost our facts. We've lost our identity. And that, those are some of the things that I want to cover you. But again, let's go back. I want to backstep a little bit. Who is Paula Price? And why am I taking it on? Well, I'm best known by my book, best-selling book, The Prophet's Dictionary. It's in three languages, sells around the world. It's fast becoming the standard for prophetic education. Wrote it almost 14 years ago. And I wrote it actually for my students to have a glossary. So I started off with a glossary and I ended, up, I ended up with a dictionary. Hallelujah. And a best-selling one of that. I then wrote a companion text called The Prophet's Handbook. And it's literally a textbook. And you know why I did both of those? Because the prophetic was doing what it wanted to do in his own eyes. There was no standard. There was no, no uniformity. There was no, no boundaries, no structure. It's just everything on the gift. We're going to have a show on the difference between the prophet's gift, prophecy, and the prophet's office. Because God does everything, kickstarts everything with a prophet. You may not know that that's a prophet. They may say a whole lot of crazy stuff, but when God gets ready to do something, he does what Amos 3 says Surely the Lord does nothing except he reveal his secret. To his servants, the prophets. Now, here's an interesting thing. The church doesn't like the prophets because, well, you know, come on, let's get real. You want somebody to feel your pain. You do not want somebody to dig it out. You want somebody to pat you on the back. You don't want anybody to cut out your wounds and your sores. And you know why? Because we will all raise on the slogan of the truth hurts. We'll talk about that, to another show. I'm having fun. I'm just introducing you some of the reasons why taking it on is here. I want you to understand, and I want you to know me. So I also, while doing the books, I've written, I don't know, 35, 40, maybe 50 other books. Because I've written textbooks. I've written manuals. I've written stuff I just wrote. My favorite book outside of the prophet's dictionary and the prophet's handbook is Before the Garden, God's Eternal Continuum. Now, I'm going to tell you why that's a great book. When I'm finished tonight, you're going to go online and say, hey, I need to get that. Because the 95% of our conflict in Christianity is based on three and a half years ministry. Can you imagine? We're trying to sort out everything in Jesus, sort out everything in doctrine, theology, and, you know, spirituality, and the church, we're trying to sort it all out based on three and a half years. Now you know that's hard, and still we're still fighting. So, why did I write before the garden? Because I understood that Christianity did not begin when Jesus Christ became flesh. Now that's the book you'll love. So before the garden, God's eternal continuum is going to answer our questions. Now, if you want to keep up with me, you want to learn the mind of Paula Price, you need to get that book. Because that is probably going to be the fastest way for you to understand the mind of Christ that I present to his people. And, I, you know, I love presenting it. I, I could do this. So let's talk about those three and a half years for just a few seconds. There's nothing wrong with that. Three and a half years, and we're trying to figure out eternity to eternity. Not only that, three and a half years on earth. Not even three and a half years doing, you know, cosmic things. But three, Jesus, three and a half years, and we're trying to work out our everlasting life, our eternal life. Or I often say our afterlife. Now, I want you to consider this. This is important. I want you to consider this. What was Jesus doing before he became flesh? Because the reason most Christians get saved and then say, I don't believe in Jesus, because they don't know what he's doing before he became flesh. What was he doing? Was he just hanging out in the visible realm? Was he just, you know, kind of building this, this template, this schematic for us? What was Jesus doing before he became flesh? Because the answer to that tells you what those three and a half years really were for. So it's the pre Jesus Christ the incarnate Jesus Christ, and the everlasting Jesus Christ. And I guess you know by now, I'm unashamedly Christian. I'm going to be so Christian, you're going to get mad. Isn't that great? I am so in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are a lot of you listening to me like that too. You've been waiting for me. Now, you didn't know my name was Paula Price, but you've been praying for me, and you've been waiting for me. You said, God, It's got to be more than that. Lord, this cannot be the A and Z of Christianity. Lord, tell me that I am not restraining myself from all sorts of fun things only to find out this isn't real in the end. I have had experiences over the years where people really believe that Jesus can't save How is he going to pull that off? Because all you know about him are those three and a half years. Now, we're going to visit that mountain a lot. I'm going to tell you another mountain we're going to visit a lot. Adam and Eve, Genesis. I am the Genesis girl. I'm telling you, I'm going to break down Adam and Eve so you see it fits today. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk, for example, you know, I like doing these fun things. For example, you ever notice that people who are nudists, well, we were born naked. How's that? And most, most of us say, yeah, right, we were born naked. Okay, so did they come from the mall, coming out the birth canal? There was no clothes there. They had no clothes options. You have options. We go to those nations, and you say, they listen. oh, look at them. They don't, they're, they're naked, and they're not ashamed. They don't know to be ashamed. But they know having bugs and everything, biting them on the behind is not comfortable. So a lot of, we're going to deal with a lot of those things that we have swallowed down as Christians. And allow them to become truth to us. And you're going to love it. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the garden. We're going to talk about God's issues with darkness. And you know you're my intellectuals. I just love the intellectuals because I am one. And so the intellectuals will always talk about, well, I don't think there's a personal devil. Yeah, right. And you don't think there's a personal God. Because everybody has a flip side. Everybody has an antithesis. Everybody. I don't care who it is. I don't care where you are. You know, there's this whole kind of thing in, in, in uh, entertainment where they talk about the doppelganger. You know, every, it's based on everybody believing everybody has a twin or a like version of themselves somewhere, somewhere. Now, I know it's not true. You know it's not true. But, hey, we're going to talk about babies. We're going to talk about abortion. And we're going to talk about Christians having abortions and what that really means and does. You wanted them taking it on. Hey, you see, taking it, we are taking it all on because there are people who do believe in Jesus Christ. They're not ready to fire him. They're not ready to do without him. They just don't know him. And the reason that you stayed with Jesus is not because you had all of that special knowledge of Jesus Christ. You stayed with him because he's in you. And he won't let you go. He will never, ever let you go. But there is a place. We're really going to talk about some crazy theology like once saves, always saves, predestination. Would you like to know about all of these things? Well, that's why you want to meet me every week on Taking It On with Paula Price. I'm letting you know what it's all about. And I'm explaining to you why we need it. Now, this is not new to me. If you all have followed me, and I'm sure by the time we've gotten to this point in our conversation, you have checked me out on social media, then you know that I have covered this ground very well. I cover it well, thoroughly. For example, I cover women in ministry. You know we're not allowed to talk about that. But we're going to talk about women in ministry. And then we have, did you know there's a difference? I want you to think about it as we approach those subjects That we decide whether women should be in ministry or should women be in leadership? Huh. Because some folk are like, well, yeah, well, she can preach. She can preach. She can lay hands. She can pray. But can she lead people? We're going to talk about what Paul really meant when he told Timothy, I suffer not a woman to teach or to usurp authority over man. We're going in. And we're going to go all the way in, and you're going to love tuning in every week to hear something else so controversial, it's going to affirm your soul's truth, or it's going to so infuriate you, you'll come back next week to yell at me. It's going to be wonderful. I'm looking forward to the experience. I certainly hope you are. So what else do I bring? Historically, I have been known to do two things. And that is tap into the word that delivers souls, which is why I am a soulologist. I tap into the word that makes free. I've told people just for you to understand what that means. I've said to people over and over again, there's a word that maketh free. And it's not the same word. You can talk to seven substance abusers and they will not all get healed or delivered for the same reason on the same word because the word that bound them has got to be counteracted because they believe in that bondage. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about people with with all sorts of distressing things going on, frankly, because of our media, frankly, because of entertainment, the phone. You can't get away from crazy, so you better learn how to defeat it because crazy is pushing in your door. Crazy is knocking on your world. So you can't get away from it, so you got to know how to how to defeat it and so part a lot of what i've done over the last 30 plus years of ministry is study the soul and its captivity you know the bible says a whole lot about soul captivity says a whole lot about it and we don't know it and you know why we don't know it because we don't read the bible because well it's outdated and irrelevant half of the people who told you that never read it and never realized how much medicine is in the word of god So, I'm a representative of Jesus Christ. Flat out, he's my honey. Now, you're gonna hear me say that, he's my honey, he's my sugar, but go on social media and you'll see it's not an act. So, I represent Jesus' mind on this generation, his mind on the trends, his mind on the permissions. His mind's on the restrictions, his mind on all of the things that are plundering his body and spoiling his purchased possession. Now, I know you think you, oh, yeah, well, I mean, we all know Jesus. I remember when I wrote my a course, the Jesus classes, oh my gosh, everybody's like, well, yeah, we all know Jesus, till they took the class. And when they took the class, they realized, I don't know Jesus at all. The only thing I know about the man is his name. Well, that's what you're going to find. Staying with taking it on. You're going to find out the things that you felt about Jesus are not what you know about Jesus. Because there are a lot of things in our souls and in our guts that are speaking to us, but we have no intelligence for it. That's my other issue. The bugaboo Jesus has an unintelligent, unenlightened church. Do you realize Paul prayed for enlightenment all the time? That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Enlightened. And you know what people thought that meant? Praying in tongues. <laughs> okay, light bulb. No. Do you realize Jesus said that there are, there's a light that can be in you that's a light of darkness. And he told his followers, make sure that the enlightenment you're running on is not the enlightenment of darkness. Like yoga, I'm going to slam that. Write it down. Please write it down. I'm going to slam it 21 ways from Sunday. Has no place in the church of Jesus Christ. No place. And and you're buying it on an experience, not a definition. But you know I wrote a dictionary, so you know I got the definition, right? I wrote a damn dictionary on it. And I'm going to talk about yoga and the triune brains, or the three brains, the ape brain, the limbic brain, the dog brain, the elephant brain, and we don't want to forget the reptilian brain. So we're going to talk about that and how yoga turns them on. So you don't want to stay with me. I think by now you must say, I don't know what I feel about her, but she's interesting because at least I do that. And if I've aroused anything in you for your faithfulness to bring you back to the Lord Jesus Christ in truth, then that's what I'm going to do. Now, why do I say the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, you know, you say God, you don't know who's going to show up. Because every religion has a God. So we need to nail down who is the founder of our faith. And who is the the substance of our faith? And it's Jesus Christ. You know, James said, hey, devils believe in God and tremble. There's no big deal for you to say, I believe in God. Because God is not your problem. It's who God assigned to get you to his world that's your problem. Because God assigned Jesus Christ to transform you into a citizen of his eternal kingdom. He did not, he's the model for humanity. Oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, my God. I can't even wait to see my Facebook because you know it's going to be crazy. I cannot wait to see. I'm going to be so excited. Glory to God. Wait a minute. I got a slap cloth over here. Hold on. Mm, mm. I got to slap something because it's going to be really good because you know what we're going to do? We're going to set captives free for real. We've been lacquering, y'all. And we need to tell, put down the lacquer and bring up some deliverance. And we need to lay that axe to the root. That's what God wants to do through this show. And he needs somebody who has fought the wars, done the battles, faced off with the face off, and faced off with the face off. He needs somebody who will go ahead on and say it. Because half of you all know the same thing I'm saying. So y'all need to pray for my mouth. Paul asked for that. He said, and pray for me that I will speak the word of God with all boldness. And you know what? Intimidation. People are easily intimidated. There is a whole force of intimidating beings, spirits, that make sure you never want to talk about Jesus. Now, you ever notice, I, I just had this, you go to people and say, wow, you lost so much weight. You look great. It's wonderful. What did you do? Jesus, all right, they're done with you. I said, but isn't this my testimony? You asked me what I was doing. You did not ask me how you could do it. I'm telling you, this is my testimony, and I'm not going to lie for your comfort. Sometimes you have to say things just that strongly. I I have something I call shock theology. We need to shock the darkness out and wake you up again. Some of you all went to sleep because nobody liked you when you were awake. Nobody appreciated your testimony. Nobody appreciated what you had to give. Nobody appreciated when you asked the wrong questions in in Sunday school or in uh, Bible class or even college. But there is a body. And that body, God is going to set free. He's going to set them free from darkness. Most times you've had a whole lot of Bible study, a whole lot of classes and people teaching you about how to uh, stay free. They didn't even, can't even tell you how you got bound. How can somebody tell you you're going to be free and you don't know how you got bound? You realize that you have to find out the source, like hit the source to understand how to reverse the course. It's a powerful thing God wants to do with us. And I pray that many more of you get courage and conviction and determination to know that your your feelings about your Lord and Savior were right. He is a holy God. God said, I am holy and by those who come near me. See, people are far from God because they're unholy. Okay, I've got to find a, man, huh. You know, maybe in a couple of shows I might find a better way of saying, a more politically correct way of saying that. But in the end, God is a holy God. Now, holy is not your, 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 you know, your attire only. All of those outward things reflect inward holiness. You believe God is right. Many people really love the Lord, but they disagree with his way of life. Oh, we're going to have fun. I think we don't have a lot of fun. I am committed to having fun. But you, you have to ask yourself, do I really agree with God's way of life? I agree that he should be God. I agree that he should talk about what he wants to talk about. I agree that if, when I get in his world, he should rule. But I don't agree that he should rule me in this one. Because in this world, it's all about my liberty. And when you start staking out a claim called liberty, you're already creating, drawing battle lines for contention. And a lot of people, I've talked to them. Oh, no, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. You go to church. No, I don't go. Mm Mm-mm. But I love the Lord. I love, do you pay time? No, 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 because you know, tithes are under the law. All right. Well, but I really love God with all my heart. Okay, so what do you do to show God how much you love him? Because he said, these people come near to me and they say, Lord, Lord, but they don't do what I say. But we can get away with all of that and have all of that slide under liberty because we don't read the Bible. Because we don't know what this man at all. And I think the most phenomenal thing God did one of them because boy he has a lot of them but one of the most phenomenal thing God did was he confined himself to a book that everybody can buy and few people understand that's, that's powerful can you imagine we keep doing different translations <coughs> thinking we can figure God out by just reprinting what he says we do we think that. But God was so slick, he wanted to make sure everybody had an opportunity to find him, but only the integrous would earn him. Well, he gave us all the Holy Ghost. He didn't give you the full Holy Ghost. We got a measure. Trust me. We got a measure. And that measure goes up and it increases and increases and increases. We've got a lot going on. We've got a lot to to go forward with you. I'm so excited about taking it on. I don't know what to do. But if I chose a title like taking it on, then I have to be just a little bit outside the the lines on this thing. I'm going to have to get outside the box. I'm getting out of our theological confinement. I'm getting out of our traditional confinement. And I'm getting out of that false liberty thing that really teaches you how to abuse the Almighty. And I thought, well, if it's going to be my first show, I probably should come up with something that's going to make you come back. Or at least make you go to me on Facebook or Twitter or Periscope or YouTube. The last thing I want to talk to you about that I'm known for is God's wisdom. And taking it on will bring you God's wisdom into your world, into your heart, and eventually into your reach. You know, people talk about wisdom all the time. And if you keep the word wisdom, it will stun you. It will literally stun you to see how many people are trying to address or present wisdom. I asked God once, I said, you know, God, um, you know, Oral had the healing and Kenneth Hagin had the faith and, you know, someone else. I said, what do I have? He said, wisdom. And then he said and, and don't he said don't think short of it. He said because wisdom is the principal thing. Hallelujah. Wisdom is the principal thing. So as you come in, we're going to come in. This is going to be so great. As you join me every week with taking it on with Paula Price, remember you're going to have to put on your little padding for the hard stuff cuz we're going to bump up against a few things. But for those who are the Lord and those of you who do read your Bible and study it and beg God to give you more enlightenment, God bless you. You're going to get answers here that you didn't expect anywhere. Hey, join me next time to find out more about taking it on with Paula Price and the it topic of the week. Thank you for listening to the Taking It On with Paula Price podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit DrPaulaAPrice.com for resources and training materials for how to think differently and live powerfully. Follow Dr. Price on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at DrPaulaPrice. See you next time.